Thanks for staying with me. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, the trivia question before we went. What is the most money ever paid for a cow at an auction? Six hundred seventy thousand, one million three hundred thousand, one hundred thirty thousand, or sixty-seven thousand. What's your thought sought there? Well, I come from a farming town, and I know that cows go pretty high in price. So I'm going to go with the the third one. What was that one? One hundred thirty thousand. Yeah. Okay, believe it or not, Mist, a Holstein cow hailed as the probable matriarch of a dynasty of star milk producers, was purchased in 1985 by a group of investors for $1.3 million. Holy moly. Holy cow. Yeah, holy cow. There you go. <laughs> I did not know that. That is uh, that, that was one cow for $1.3 million. Yeah, That's a big payday. But, you know, ra- but racehorses and stuff like that, you right. know, they can go for a buttload too, so that's crazy. I'll be there. Okay, let's head to the phones. All right. We've got Cass. She's got a question about her golden retriever. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Hello. Hi. What can I do for you? I am calling. I have a four-year-old golden retriever. Right. And ever, ever since I originally got him and he was a pup at the time, he suckles on a blanket. Okay. Or else, if he can't find his blanket, he'll grab a blanket from the living room and pull it down and start suckling on it. And I've never known any dogs to suckle. <laughs> this is common. Well, hey, to be, I thought it was a pup thing at first. Yeah. Oh, well, believe it or not, you should be glad it's not humping the blanket, okay? Suckling is better than humping. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, is there are some dogs, and usually the ones that suckle like that are one, uh, are dogs that were taken away too early from the mom, okay? That's what I read. Yep, and so uh, those are the ones that do that. And then um, uh, at first is that, you know, suckling thing. But then after a while, it becomes kind of like uh, like uh, a pacifier where it's a calming. Absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, helps them kind of calm down. So the biggest thing that you can do is too late now. If you at the very beginning, if you would have redirected as he started suckling like that, say, hey, hey, let's go over. You know, redirect and build confidence so he, you know, kind of like taking a pacifier away from a baby. <laughs> yeah. Now absolutely. he's been doing it for so long that that would be very, very and probably cause very traumatic, <laughs> traumatic okay. things. And so, how long does he usually do it each day? Maybe. A couple of times a day, maybe for 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. But otherwise, does he seem pretty stable? Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I just had never seen it before. And then I did read, yes, that it's when they're torn from their mother too early. Yep. Yep. Which we did get him at 12 weeks, but exactly exactly and sometimes if you would have been the runt and didn't get enough you know what uh, uh bonding time or you know boob time <laughs> and so yes yeah, so there's a lot of variables in that 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 can happen and so what you can try doing you can try you know try you know as he starts to suckle you know, let him suckle for just a little bit and then say hey should we go play ball you try to get him you know Try to wean them away from that. Build confidence in something okay. else to do. But don't be harsh about it. Okay? Just don't be harsh okay. about it. Okay? But just say, hey, hey, look at what we got there. And maybe have a squeaker toy. Hey, look at the squeaker toy. You know, and then, mm-hmm. like, redirect them uh, away from it. You know, and then hopefully he'll spend less in time and he'll almost, you know, and then pretty soon try to, uh, is it always the same blanket? 
No, he has gone through many blankets. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. Because he kind of, after he finishes, finishes, he likes to somewhat tear the blanket apart too, oh, and then spit chew on it and spit it out. Okay, well, good spit it out because if he starts swallowing that, he's going to get a yeah. blockage. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. There is always stress. Yeah. So, so what you want to try to do is try to start breaking it up before he gets you know what i mean like let's say he gets a minute or two into it then try right. to squeaker toy let's go play ball let's go do yes. a trick let's go for a walk let's go for a car ride move him on yes. to something else because i'm what i'm worried about is that as he gets older that he might start swallowing some of that and then you've got a five thousand five thousand dollar surgery to save because he's Absolutely. got a blockage Okay. Yeah. So try to wean yeah. him off of that. It's going to take some time. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Okay. We'll take our time for sure. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for your help. And we love you, Katie. Oh, thank you. We love to you every Sunday. Oh, thank you. I greatly appreciate it, kiddo. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That's so nice. It's always nice to hear kind words. You know, when somebody doesn't care for some, you know, something, they're, they're quick to knock you to your knees. <laughs> but when people take the time to say, hey, we, we like you, that's it's, I makes me smile every time. Yep. Where are we at here? Okay, well, let's take another one. All right. Uh, we have Patty, who's got a question about pup, puppy training in the winter. Okay. Hi, Patty. Oh, hi there, Katie. I love you as well. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. We we lost our little long-haired Dotson a year ago today. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, thanks. It still hurts. Oh, but, uh, they, hey, I, I man, there's days that I think about dogs I've lost back in the 19s, you know, 1970s, uh, 1980s, and it knocks me to my knees. So, it, it, no, we yeah, just, yeah, it's we move yeah. forward is what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, so. Uh, but we're, we're going to be getting a, a puppy from a small family breeder. Okay. And it turns out it's going to be in September sometime, and. Our last long-haired Dotson was painfully shy, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we really want to make an effort to get her uh, leash trained, right? And also socialize her and walk her. And I just wonder what's the trick to that when we'll be getting her shortly before snow is on the ground and mm-hmm. their legs are like three inches long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So what is the trick to doing that in in the winter when you get a puppy? close to winter well the big thing is is the puppy that you pick out that's the first thing you want to pick out a puppy that has a good personality okay not one that is a nervous nelly or a bully all right and so that's the thing is is that a good breeder will pick out the right personality for you no get to know you and then how, how active of life you have and such like that. That's what a, mo- a good breeder does. You know, say they're living with that dog. They know who that puppy is. Okay. By they watch them weekly and every dog, all the pups change, you know, but that's the first okay. thing is because there are some dogs just because they got a good, nice, stable, uh, um, personality that they didn't get social socialized and they were just fine okay but if you start out with a nervous nelly and then things aren't done at the right times then it kind of backfires on you all right so the thing is is to understand like there's puppy temperament testing that you can do the first thing when you go look at a litter is you go in there who comes flaming up to you like ha I'm me. <laughs> okay, that's usually the bully of the litter, the one that's just like, well, you don't want that one. Now you look and you yeah. see that real painfully shy one in the back. You don't want that one. 
All right. Now we pick from the middle. Okay, we want a dog that's got a good self of being. Uh, I usually take a pup. I'll pick them up and then rest them on their back like I'm holding a baby. Okay. And then I'll give them little scooches in the chest. Now they're going to, you know, like, uh, you know, struggle a little bit. But by my soft touch and my calm voice, now settle. Just settle. Does he pretty soon like just go, yeah, that feels good. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign. Okay. Now I'm going to have the pup in a a separate room. I'm going to roll a ball. Is a pup interested in the ball or is he interested in me? Okay, now I'm going to, let's say he's interested in the ball. Now he runs for the ball. Now I'm going to roll the ball again. Now as he's going to the ball, I'm going to call him to me. Hey, puppy, come here, puppy. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Is he willing to drop the ball and come to me? Excellent. You know, like he's on his way to the ball, but with my voice, it stopped him and he turned and came to the human. All right, that's a good thing because that tells you he's more interested in humans. All right. Yeah. And so, uh, and then, um, uh, loud noises. Uh, you're in the room, stomp your feet, clap your hands. He should jump, you know, like, whoa, what was that? But not, I am so out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. There where he's panicked. All right. And so that's what I mean. There's little things that you can do to see who is it that you are bringing home. And then obviously what you do at home is there again. Now, when you bring him home, you don't want him any earlier than eight weeks. All right. And then also um, in your uh, family, you know, family, friends, neighbors, do they have a dog that is just a calm kind of, you know, just easygoing dog that the pup can meet a couple of times, you know, meet them for like a minute or two and then go away. And then because pups are relentless on um, on dogs, older dogs, you know, they want to hang on to the tail, the leg, the ears and everything. All right. And so that's why what the whole, then by, and everybody thinks it's the pup has to meet lots of dogs, okay, to be uh, mm-hmm. social. No, if he could be social with one or two dogs outside of his pack, he's a social dog. And then oh. same with people. If they can, if he had, like, let's say you have a friend coming over and he's like happy to see that person. Excellent. It's not how many friends you have that's going to make him social. It's just that if he can be social to dogs and, and humans outside of their pack that come into his area. Okay. And my daughter, my daughter's dog is not very social. Okay. So, uh, so no, I, I foresee a problem there too. <laughs> yeah. Though no, you don't want, you want to hold on a sec? Cause we've got to run to break. Sure. Hold on a sec. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. There we go. Let's see. What animal undertakes the world's longest migration each year? A Pacific herring, a gray whale, a storm petrel, or an Arctic tern? T-E-R-N. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, what animal undertakes the world's longest migration each year? A, spe- a Pacific herring? A gray whale, a storm petrel, P-E-T-R-E-L, or an Arctic tern, T-E-R-N. Just because I like the sound of it, I'm going to go with the tern. Ah, ding, 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 ding. The Arctic tern, there you are. (laughs) The Arctic tern uh, may be a small bird, but it travels each year almost from pole to pole. After breeding in the Arctic Circle, these birds migrate during the Northern Hemisphere winter to the border of Antarctica ice pack. The round-trip migration is almost equal to flying all the way around the Earth, totaling approximately 21,750 miles. Wow. I'm going to have to look it up. I've never heard of the Arctic Tern. Hmm. So I'll have to look that up and see what kind of bird that is. 
Boy, that's a lot of flying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Okay, let's head to the phones. Let's go back. Where are we at? Hey there. Hi, this oh, is Patty. There you go. Yeah, okay. It's like, hello, where'd you go? <laughs> Hi, Patty. Okay. So, so, yeah, so so that's what you want to do is do you due diligence so that you can do puppy temperament testing so that you're uh, heightening your chances of getting an all-round, you know, well dog, okay, mentally. Okay. All right. And then, okay. um, and no breeder should ever, ever give a dog, uh, sell a pup under eight weeks old. Because even though they have been weaned from their mom, hopefully about, you know, five weeks or so, they still need the interaction with the litter mates and the the mom. You know, idealistically, if the if the pups can stay with mom for nine to ten weeks, that's really, and, and the other, uh, you know, the other litter mates, that's even a better learning process okay but any any breeder that gets rid of them under eight weeks of of age what's happening is each week the the pups cost them more money because they have to feed them you know they're eating more okay and then there's other stuff that needs to be done and so a good breeder takes them and does not let them go because they you know they're responsible for these little guys they brought here on earth okay so they should be you know be responsible what home they go into and do the best that they can to place their dogs correctly Okay. I know that they keep them for a minimum of eight weeks. Good. But um, uh, it seems to me online that they're mostly choosing their puppies for like the color and the spotting and what what they look like yeah. before they're even yeah old enough to know their little yeah personality. And, and, and that's what you don't you don't looks only takes you so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you what mm-hmm. you want is a good personality that shines. And if he's got a great look too, great. But if he's just if he's kind of like, well, you're you're okay, but boy, your part personality is just shiny. That's what we want. We don't yeah. want a cute dog with a snarky personality. Okay. And and, and how do you least train them in the no, okay. when they're so little. Yeah, but no, what you just got to do, you got to do some shoveling. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that's what, because like with my Ethel, you know, I've got a 10-pounder now, still Gilligan, and Ethel was only three pounds. And so I just shoveled an area for her, okay? And that's where they went potty for the winter. Brought her out to the area, yeah. and then that's what she does do. And uh, they get back just to, you know, just keep staying. Are you getting a mini or a standard? Um, well, they say they're minis, but they, most of their pups are like 13, 14 pounds. So I don't really consider that a mini. No, I don't consider that a mini either. But yeah, yeah. so anyway, but so that's the whole thing. But no, training is because if you're going to be getting them in September, is that what you said? Getting them in November or in September? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so then, like I said, you got plenty of time to get them acclimated to go and potty outside, and then shovel an area for them, and teaching them, you know, how to walk on a leash and the whole kit and caboodle before, you know, hopefully snow really hits. You still got a couple months, okay? Okay. But right now you're looking for the personality that is going to be a cool personality to have around, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Our last one was painfully shy, but we still thought she fit in. With our family quite well. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's up to yeah. your, you know, it just, like I said, you, um, it's nice to see when I see, uh, doxies, no matter long hair, short hair, whatever, that are just happy, happy, where the head is up, the tail is up. It's like, and who are you? Yeah. And what do you want? Are you going to pet me? You know, I mean, there's just oh. such wiggles. I just, it's so I fun. Do. Yep. I just love them, and they smile. Oh, yes, yes. A lot of them do. They <laughs> smile. They sure do. Yeah. Well, good yeah, luck, but just go in armed, okay? Just don't look and say a point to that one because I like that color. Get to know who okay. that puppy is, okay? Okay, thank you. You betcha, kiddo. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. All right, where are we at? Who's up next? 
right, we've got George, and he's got a kitty question. A kitty question. Hi, George. Hi. What can um, I do? I got a question. Sure. I got a question for you about the cats. Yep. Um, I've had a number of cats. They seem to be a fourth now, fourth cat now, dying of uh, or pa- going to pass away from renal failure. Yep. Is there? Is that pretty common? Uh, it is if you feed totally gra- uh, dry food. Cats weren't meant to, uh, carb, cats have a no carb need. Most of your dry foods are at least 50% carbs, okay? And then what happens is they can't drink enough water to compensate for the dry matters because cats came from the desert, all right? They're meant, to, they are wired that they get their moisture they need from what they eat. And so that's why when people feed dry food, what happens is that then as a cat ages, and it can happen between six to eight, and then for sure between 11 and 13, they start going into renal failure from eating all the dry matter. So if you, the best thing you can do with cats, you give them grain free canned foods. You give them raw meat, like raw hamburger, raw chicken, raw whatever. Um, so that you give them stuff that have the moisture in and do not give them any dry food. Now you may say, well, then what happens? What happens if I I add water to the wet food? Well, that definitely helps. You know, if you let it, if you rehydrate it with warm water, totally, okay. But the thing is, is then it still got the carbs in there. All right, and cats have a total no carb need, and that's why a lot of the cats, as they get older, they got they get so robust or so fat is from all the carbs that they can't process correctly, and then why many cats by the time they're eight to eleven years old are diagnosed with diabetes, and it's from eating dry, excuse me, dry food. All right, so if you go to grain-free canned food, like Nutrisource has got lots to choose from. Um, Tiki Cat has a lot of great meat ones, like sardine cutlets and such like that. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, good, uh, I personally like Tiki Cat, and Nutrisource is my favorite. And then otherwise, like I say, if you're making a hamburger, throw some to that. Now, cats don't like change very well. If you didn't bring your cat up with this, now you got to be careful. My Adeline was born at our place, and I made sure that she, was uh she'd eat anything and anything well she's very good at that she'll ro- rip open a bag of, of potato chips she'll rip it open a bag of, of uh, loaf of bread <laughs> she will literally eat anything she don't care what i put in her dish but cats that have not had much change to their diet you have to start take like like the tip uh, of a of a uh, like a half a teaspoon of grain-free can and mix it with the dry or put it next to the dry, but you want to give set feeding times. You don't free feed the cats out of those feeders, okay? And so anyway, so by rotating them in, and then once you get them into get, eating the grain-free can, then a little bit of raw chicken and raw hamburger or ground turkey or venison or whatever, you know, then you can start rotating. And then there again, you do rotation slowly. And usually over about a year, you can get your dog or your cat eating or anything, and it works out really good. And then what will happen is you won't have, you know, them going into renal failure like they, they do when they're on a total dry diet. So if they're into renal failure, there's no way of reversing that, I would assume. Well, you can sure keep them around a lot longer by pulling them off the dry food and getting them onto that grain-free canned and that, because then you're you're taking the stress off their system. And there's, why don't you hold on? There's a couple of supplements, too, for them, okay? Okay, sure. so don't, yeah, so okay, okay. What candy bar was named for its inventor? Uh, Snickers, Almond Joy, Fast Break, or Baby Ruth? 
All right. Thank you for listening. Remember, if you missed any part of the show or if you want to listen to my past shows, go to mytalk1071.com and go to my Katie Canine show page. Okay. I didn't get the whole question in, so here's the whole question. Okay. Ready? What candy bar was named after its inventor's family's horse? Okay, the horse. Okay, was it Snickers, Almond Joy, Fast Break, or Baby Ruth? Uh, Fast Break? It's a racing horse. Yeah, that sounds like a racing horse yeah. name, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Uh, no, it originally was uh, It was named after, um, originally introduced in 1929 by Frank and Ethel, Ethel Mars. The Snickers bar was named after their family horse. Oh, Snickers. The Snicker, okay. original Snicker bars were sold for a nickel. And consists primarily of chocolate, peanuts, and caramel. I'm not a big Snicker bars Me fan. Me neither. I was going to yeah. say, I wouldn't even pay a nickel for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I've never been a Snickers uh, uh, fan. I don't know why I just haven't. Now, the Mars bars, I like the Mars bars. Mm-hmm. But now I think they're called something else. I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Okay, let's go back to where we at, George, right? Oh, George, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Okay, the standard process, standard process has uh, some, it's called renal support for cats. They have an immune system booster. And they have a whole body support in standard process. Because I've got a cat, Walter. My cat, Walter's been in renal failure for a Jiminy Christmas, I don't know, three years, four years now. And anyway, so what you're going to do is slow down by changing the diet, boosting up the immune system. You're going to slow this down. How old is your cat? Uh, 17 or 17 to 19 years old. Okay, okay. Yeah, but you can do, you can help support him and get some more years out of him. Because um, I, I slowed, uh, whatever it calls, you know, uh, Walter's down considerably. So by changing over to grain-free canned foods, and then the standard process, you can get all three if you want, but for sure get the renal support, okay? And then, mm-hmm. like they said, the immune system booster and the whole body support for cats. It's in their cat line. I get it at Sassafras and White Bear Lake. They carry it. Just carry. find out who carries standard process. Local chiropractors sometimes do. Uh, sometimes health food stores by you will carry it. Uh, so the whole thing is, is that, uh, yeah, so though that you can help slow it down, but change the diet for sure. Get off the dry food. Okay. Once, once they get to the point where they stop drinking and eating is, 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 I suppose that's kind of not reversible. Well, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, drinking, see, that's one thing. If you see a cat drinking, that's not good. That's major red signs. Okay. That means the cat is in the tank. And so that's because cats aren't supposed to drink water. So that's why I get it. If you get them off the, you know, just what's her, what's her person? Uh, is she, uh, well, she's probably sleeping a lot. I know that. But what's her coat pretty, like? Pretty, her coats, I mean, it doesn't change much. I mean, she's losing weight. Yep. Um, so that's why I say she, you know, I, I try to get her to drink because it seemed to me that's what they're supposed to, no. you know, no. Nope, don't, don't don't try to get her to drink. Just leave her alone. What you're going to do is get her off the dry food. Now, does she walk around? Does she like to be sitting in your lap? You know, what's her demeanor like? Her demeanor, I mean, she actually likes to go out. She's an indoor cat, but she, I've taken her out over the years, and she sits with me outside. And oh, nice. She just likes to sit, you know, and I can say it's time to go in. She'll go in. I mean, all my cats are like that. Nice. Um, no, um, no. So I've, had four, I've had four cats now die of of renal failure yep. and, and it's kind of 
disheartening. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so that's why, like I said, if you stay off of that the dry food, you get the grain-free canned and get some raw in there. And then, like I say, for this one here, being that she's willing to go with you, she's just not a bump on a on a couch, or she just is totally lethargic. Hey, she ain't dead yet. Let's try to you know keep her in at least a couple more years. Okay. Okay. Okay, and then there's so a. Stand- Standard Standard process, you said. Correct. Standard process, and Sassafras Health Food Store in White Bear Lake carries it. Okay? Okay. And though you could just say there are four cats, you know, feline. So it's uh, Mm -hmm. feline renal, feline whole body support, and (laughs) feline. (laughs) Feline, yeah, boy. There we go. Um, uh, whatever did I just say? Uh, let's see. We got the uh, immune immune, um, immune system. There we go. Immune system, whole body support, and renal. But so you, if you you can do what I do, all three with for for uh, for Walter is what I do. Well, I, I'm taking her to the vet tomorrow because she's just not with it. I mean, she has a tough time, and she's always drank a lot of water. But I mean, um, yep. she's been on Science Hill Science KD for I don't know a long time, yep. but it was Get dry up till probably. Eight months ago, yeah. No, get go to the, switch to the can, but yeah. No, you need to get her on something that's good, and so that's why either the Nutrisource. I would get the Tiki Cat Cutlet Sardines, Sardine Cutlets, or whatever, uh, or you can get a can of sardines uh, in water, like at the grocery store. Okay, cats mm-hmm. love the Cutlet Sardines, and it's great for them. And she might be low if she, you know, uh, if you take the, the behind her neck when she's standing. Okay, or even later, take the and grasp the nap of her neck in the back, and then let pull Did it she, up, pull it upwards, and then let go. If it goes down really, dehydrated. Yep, and if she goes really slow, then she might need some fluids, and you might need to do fluids for a while until you get this diet, diet changed. You know, and then into okay. the good stuff. Then fluids aren't that hard to give. Even I can do that, which I hate needles, but I can even get that done. And it really, really, really turns them around. So my guess is that they're going to want to give her fluids, okay? And then ask them that, hey, I'd like to be able to do it at home too. So, you know, they can show you how to do it, and you can go from there, okay? Because she ain't when does did- it get to a- What? When does it get to a point where you don't do anymore it's up to you that's your is what you want to put into the situation when the cat is no longer have a or dog does not have a quality of life it's just kind of laying around and i tell a lot of people when the light goes out in their eyes when you look at them you can see they're tired and they're ready to leave is when that but otherwise if they're you know trying their darndest to you know like go outside and sit with you and such like that they're not ready to leave yet but the whole thing is the light goes out in their eyes and you could just you could tell you've lived with this cat for 17 years. You know this cat inside and out. And so don't be too quick. You know everybody wants to you know they don't want them to suffer. I get that. But the thing is there also stuff that you can do to build them re back up and 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 space it out that you might get two three more years out of the the cat. Okay? Sure. Okay. 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 If you got any other questions well, or whatever just give me give me an email, okay? I will. And okay. Thank you for your help. Like the show. You betcha. Good luck with it. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yep. No, that, that's tough. You know, I get that question a lot. How do you know when it's time? When the quality of life is gone. If you're carrying your dog out to go potty because they can't walk out there to go potty, your cat can't make it to the uh, sandbox anymore, so he's either pottying where he's at or on his way. Um, you got to look at the big picture, and and uh, yeah, we don't want any dog or cat or any pet or human for them at it to, you know, to uh, suffer. 
But the thing is, is that sometimes now, like with this renal failure, okay, get him on, try the diet change for a couple of weeks and see if that brings the cat down around or even the dog or, you know, try that with the supplements. You Sometimes you'd be pleasantly surprised not to hit that, you know, the panic button and just say, okay, nope, we, this is it. But you have to give the, give them a chance. You know your pets. You know your cat. And you know if, you know, if they're truly suffering or whatever. Okay, who's up? All right, we've got Kristen with a question about her Springer Spaniel. All right. Hi, Kristen. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Yeah, so I have a question for you um, about a Springer that I have. I've been fostering. Okay. Um, so he has a, a few pro- or, well, things that he's working on. Um, and so um, I'm not sure if you'll be able to answer kind of all of them in one, but wanted to just get um, at least a few of them answered here. So um, one of the um, concerns with him is just like his leash skills. Um, I I understand that he came from a home where um, they didn't really leash train him at all. And Mm -hmm. he's three years old when I got him. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, he was scared of the leash and he would just kind of when I got him to be happy about the leash, but he pulls and he pulls hard. Yeah. so we've done a lot of positive reinforcement training him with um, with uh, treats alongside of me, um, but it's kind of um, when he sees something <laughs> that he decides he wants to go for, yep. um, you know, I'm on the ground, right. and um, you know, that's one how many, area that. Okay, how many pounds is he? He is uh, 58 pounds. Okay, um, uh, you can try the Starmark collar. You can get it on Amazon. Star S T A R M A R K. You want the large one. And it should uh, slide over his head and slide off. There's a hook on it, but you don't want to unhook it. All training collars in my book, whether you use a prong collar or this collar, is that they should slide on, slide off. That that when the dog is paying attention, there is no collar pressure. That's part of the reward for listening and paying attention. The okay. collar is loose. A lot of people okay. that use prong collars fit them so snug and up behind the backs of ears. Or if you go up and you go watch YouTube videos, how they fit them so snug. And it's like, are you talking about inhumane? And so the thing is, is that I like it's like you and me going for a walk and I grab your arm and I, I, I keep constant pressure on it. After right. a while, you look at me. Uh, what can I do to get rid of that pressure? Uh, what are you going to let go? Come on, tell me how I can get rid of that. And that's what a dog goes through when there's constant pressure on their neck. And so what the part of the reward is when they pay attention, they don't feel a thing. There's nothing there. Okay. But mm-hmm. if they, then they have a, if I say the word heal and they don't listen, then we give it a pop, a snap, a jerk, not a pull. Everybody wants to pull. Don't pull. It's a pop. It's the timing is how collars work correctly. It's not the muscle behind it. It's the pop, the quickness of it. Okay. Okay. And so that's why you get the right training collar. Then all of a sudden now you've got, and your arms are just relaxed at your side. Your dog's shoulder should be by your left leg. And if he tries to, and the hook of the leash should be resting on the back of the dog or alongside. And if he goes to go ahead, ah, 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 pop, heel, or ah, walk. And then, oh, very nice. And then what people, a lot of times when they go for a walk with their dog, they're waiting for the dog to screw up so they can yell at them and snap them with a collar. And the thing is, is as you're going for a walk, every once in a while, reward good behavior where they are walking nice. Oh, look at you. What a smart guy. But don't say good girl or good boy. That gets them all nutsy in the headsy, and then they go, races, we don't have to think anymore. <laughs> so when the dog, you know, when the dog is doing something well, you stay calm and steady. Oh, look at you. Very smart dog. Yes, you are. But you know what I mean? But you just stay calm. And so now he's like, oh, yeah. You're, now you're being what you want the dog to be, where you're being calm and steady. 
Okay. And so then, uh, and like I said, then if he doesn't listen, then you got the pop of the collar. Hey, heel. Your goal is that you don't need your trading collar anymore because you've taught him the words and what they mean and you built a relationship. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, so second question is um, that he does some circling and pacing behaviors. Um, he had previously done some chasing of light reflections and Ooh. that kind of went away. Um, and now it's mostly anytime he's off the leash, um, he starts to circle um, and it can be just not just like he's not chasing his tail circling, but he is, there's like a, I think we had a 10 foot um, size like dirt pile as we were getting um, the garden ready and mm-hmm. he would just run around that, you know, 30 minutes straight. Oh, um, wow. Or if he's at a dog park, he'll just um, kind of run along the fence line and then come back to me and then run along the fence line and kind of come back. Um, and he has no interest in other dogs. Yeah, keep him out uh, of the dog park. You want to build a human relationship, not a dog relationship. Keep for my- sure. Yeah. Keep him out of the dog park. Okay, so when he starts that, you don't let it continue. You want to be yeah. able to get into his head. Hey, bud, come over here. Look at what I got. And then ask yeah. him to do something, you know. Uh, and then teaching tricks, getting him to look to you for direction, doing okay. brain games, and mentally work him more. You know, Springers are one of the few breeds that are way cool. Uh, why don't you hold on? Uh, we've got to run to a break here. So hold on. Don't hang up, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Okay, you bet. Okay, what candy bar was invented by the Curtis Candy Company of Chicago in 1930, uh, let's see, 1923. Uh, Zagnet, Butterfinger, Milky Way, or Mr. Good Bar? We'll be back. All right, we're winding her down. Okay, what candy bar has was invented by the Curtis Candy Company of Chicago in 1923? Was it, I said Zagnet, Z-A-G, Zagnet, Butterfinger, Milky Way, or Mr. Goodbar? Mr. Goodbar kind of sounds like a Chicago oh, type of candy. Yep, it does. Nope, but it's not that one. Oh. It was the Butterfinger. Butter. The Butterfinger candy bar was invented by Curtis Candy Company of Chicago in 1923. As Butterfinger consists of flaky, crispy, orange-colored peanut buttery center <laughs> covered with chocolate coating. The Butterfinger of today may not, however, be quite the same as the original bar. According to uh, some rep- reports, the original Butterfinger recipe was somehow lost when Nabisco acquired the Curtis Candy Company. None of the old employees claimed to remember how to make the bar. So a new recipe had to be developed that customers would accept. Hmm, interesting. See, I like but- Butterfingers. Yeah, that's when I can get behind. Yeah, they just, but they did change. That yeah. The center was more when it you it would stick to your teeth. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but it's yeah. It's definitely different. No, I like Butterfingers. Okay, uh, where are we at here? Oh, backed up. There we go. Are we back there? Yep, back to Kristen. Oh, yeah, there you are, Kristen. Okay. Okay, so what is needed with this dog? Now, how long have you had this dog? Um, I've had him since mid-May. Mid-May, okay. And he, you said three? Yep, three oh, years Okay, because what you really need to do is work on a, a human uh, uh, interactions. The heck with the dog park. You know me, I hate dog parks but and doggy playgroups. But anyway, because what dogs, truth be told, want to spend more time with us. And by him pacing the fence line and not paying attention to the other dog tells you, get me the heck out of here now. <laughs> All right? And so now what you're going to work on is brain games, tricks, and obedience with this dog. So he has to look to you for direction. And what I said before, before we went to break, Springers are one of the very few breeds you can put on a table, you know, up at your eye level 
and they will sit there and look at you like, well, say, hey, what do you think? Most other dogs will look away and try to get lower than you. But Springers love to be, uh, they're one of the, a very personable breed for humans, all right? I used to, I, I mean, over the years, I think everybody's heard this story. I used to play poker with a Springer named Amanda. She was a liver and white uh, Springer. And she would had her own chair. We had her own visor. She, You know, we'd take turns playing her hand. She would sit there for hours if we'd let her, you know, just sitting in that chair watching us play. And most dogs would have just left within a second <laughs> going, yeah, uh-uh, I'm not going to be up on that chair and watch you guys at your level. So that's why what you want to really work on building this dog um, looking to you for direction, working together as a team. And that's why that Brain Games for Dogs by Errol Smith, the author and not the band. Um, and then 101 Dog Tricks, uh, Brain Teasers, because with the used a nose, Brain Teasers by Soderman, S-O-N-D-E-R-M-A-N. And what happens is that they... Uh, uh, like I said, they, they, it's all getting the dog to look to you for direction, following through, learning new words. And so you're building a good team together. Because so many people want to just throw the ball, throw the ball, get the dog exercise. No, most dogs are way over exercise. And that's why they get early arthritic. And so that's why the more you can use the brain, then the better relationship you're going to have. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think the, the last piece is just kind of his high level of anxiety. Um, he has pretty intense separation anxiety. Yep. Um, he's not destructive, but he barks and howls when he is separated. Okay. Um, and so um, the vet recommended um, trazodone as, uh, you know, and to help with his high level of anxiety. Um, but I'm wondering if that just has anything to do with his um ability to um focus i mean he'll listen to me inside but the second we kind of get outside oh yeah um then you need the right training collar so you can get into his head so he can turn to and look to you okay also i would not try that drug i would try stress-free complex by springtimeinc.com it's an all-natural um one to do i would also put is this the only dog you have yeah. Then I would put a drop or two of uh, rescue remedy in his water once a day. Even okay. if he goes through four bowls of water, just once a day, give him the rescue remedy. Okay. And then you want the pet because you pet rescue because you don't want the alcohol in it. All right. Rescue remedy for humans have alcohol in it. That's okay. And it. what was the first? Um, you said it was stress free. Stress. Fr- yeah. Stress free, calm, plex. By okay. springtimeinc.com. Okay. I'd rather see you do that on a daily basis until you can start getting them to made down. But uh, if you start doing the tricks, the brain games, uh, obedience, you're going to start getting him to look to you for direction and you're going to get him, uh, build his confidence so he doesn't going to have this anxiety. Now, do you okay. use, um, do you use a kettle when you leave? No, he's okay. not crate trained. Okay. Okay. And he doesn't tear the house apart when you're gone? No. Good. Okay. So now what you're going to do also now, you're going to give a, a, a word that you're leaving. Okay. With my dogs, it's catch you later. Okay. So when I leave, catch you later. Okay. Then I leave. And then when I come back, I just come in and just very calm. I don't say hi to anybody. I slowly work, you know, oh, hi, just calmly as I get further in the house before I, you know, acknowledge, acknowledge them. Okay. But by, and then what happens is that by saying catch you later, just a quick phrase, the dog learns when he hears that word that you are coming back. 
All right. It, uh, like over a couple weeks or whatever. Or you can just practice it every day. Say, catch you later, take the car, go down the block, come back in again. <laughs> okay. And so what's going to happen is that a lot of times dogs are worried that you're not coming back. All right. So by giving them a key word, which catch you later or catchphrase, don't give him a sentence that he has to memorize. Just a real quick snippet. All right. So that then he knows that you're going to be coming back. That helps a lot of uh, uh, anxiety dogs when people leave. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate all your help. Okay. So give that any other, you got other questions. You can just give me a tickle up at Katie's canines. Okay. Will do. Thank you. Good luck. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, another week goes by. I'm sorry. Who, we didn't get to, is that Riley? Yeah, Riley. Yeah, why don't you let Riley know you can give me a call up at, uh, you know, Katie's K9 or send me an email through the mytalk1071.com, all right? Because we kind of ran out of time. So I want to greatly appreciate everybody here for uh, hanging in there and all your questions. Great questions. You know, I had a week off. It seems like it's been every other week, the last couple of weeks, because I had good neighbor days and then the 4th of July and whatever. So anyway, but no, I greatly appreciate it. And if you got any questions, you can, like I say, email me through the mytalk1071.com. Go to my Katie K9 page. Page. That also puts you on my, uh, there's a button there for my website and then a button there for my Facebook and then all the past shows are also on that, okay? And so anyway, oh, there you go, yeah, okay. And uh, thank you again, uh, Rochelle. Uh, I got that name right, do I? It's Rachel. Rachel! <laughs> it's okay, I kind of like when I, when I said that, it's like, I don't think that's right and I was too embarrassed. And then what do I do? I do it on air. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. It'll okay, Rachel, we'll get this. Thank you all so, for your great questions and don't hide your dogs, train them and just train on. Catch you next